0: Are you longing for real-life change and lasting impact? At more to be we believe this is possible through a fresh encounter with God in His Word. I'm Lisa Pulliam, the founder of more to be host of the more to be podcast, and I'm here to help you think biblically and live transformed, to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. I'm excited that today I am joined by my dear friend Kaylee Kelch and fellow contributing writer and uh, just super fan of more to be. And so Kaylee, would you just take a few minutes and introduce yourself to our listeners? Since this is the first time of what I'm sure will be many times of hearing from you.
1: Sure. Um, As Lisa said, my name is Kaylee, and I got in touch with Lisa a few years ago uh, when I went through her life coach training course and then got um, involved with More to Be and just uh, started writing and helping out with the ministry. Um, I have always been involved in youth ministry, and my current position is a chaplain, At a boarding school, a Christian boarding school. So I'm constantly working with young people and um, especially girls and mentoring them and just continuing to point them to Jesus and spend time in his word and do life with them. So I'm excited to be here today.
0: I'm excited that you are here and that even though we don't live in the same place, we get to do life together in the word. And today we are actually going to dive into some of our scripture verses from the raw scripture study, which I need to explain because unless you're a part of our more to be tribe Facebook group, the raw scripture study may be like, what is she even saying? So, so the raw scripture study stands for read is, uh, is the R, which basically means read the scriptures. A is apply So what is it that God wants us to do with the scriptures? And then W is write. Uh, What can we do to write the word? And so when I say write, I literally mean in my journal, I write out the scripture verses. And sometimes I'll turn them into scripture prayer or put them on the wall. And so each month I put out this raw scripture calendar with two verses per week, sometimes one per week if it's long. And it's all under a theme. So this month that we're recording this is July, and we're talking about gaining soul strength. And we have two verses uh, that we're going to look at today that are in the context of the scripture passages about what does it mean to gain our strength from God. So before we go into reading those passages, which is what we always do when we do uh, live in the group or we do our podcast here. Uh, Kaylee, what is your experience with trying to lean on your own strength versus leaning on God's strength?
1: Wow. Um, Whenever I try to do things myself or to lean on my own strength, it's inevitably like you just get so worn out. Um, And it feels so much more overwhelming when I'm trying to do things on my own.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and when I take the time to make sure that I'm spending time on God's Word and just paying attention to what He says about me and who He says I am, um, I just find so much comfort in that. I mean, just today even, I was—you know, there's just some times where— Well, all the time, honestly. I mean, Satan just has his ways that he just tries to get to us. Mm. And I was just thinking today, just really struggling kind of with comparing myself to other people in ministry or other authors that I respect and thinking like, you know, am I making that much of a difference? Am I making an impact? And so I sat and wrote down my thoughts and my feelings in my journal. And then I said, all right, Lord, this is how I'm feeling. But tell me and remind me of your purpose and who I am and, and what you have planned for me. Um, you know, and the words just then flow out of other scriptures where he reiterates and reminds that each one of us has a purpose and, and that it doesn't matter how big or small we think we are. That he is faithful and he says, I will use every single one of your gifts and your gifts are going to look different than the next person's. But that's the whole point. You know, I've made you to be different Mm -hmm. and I've made you to be special and I didn't make you to look like this person or this person or this person. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where, you know, when we try to rely on ourselves, we get caught up in our own thinking or we just try to muscle through it or, you know, the whole, oh, I just got to have enough willpower. Um, but that inevitably leaves us falling flat. And so it's coming back to then the scripture where we know truth is. And when we look into that, that that's where then God can speak into our lives.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree with you, a hundred gazillion percent that that in our own strength, we will fail, and mm-hmm. that but what i what I liked about what you said is that uh you pointed out one of the ways that that failing kind of comes about, and it's when we start looking at what everybody else is doing and accomplishing,
1: yeah,
0: and then questioning our own abilities and it's so fascinating to me how just that one little gaze in the wrong direction can undermine our entire sense of value and worth. And and then what happens from there? Like you could, you made a wise choice, Kaylee, by saying, I'm going to go to the Lord with this. I'm going to sit down with him and I'm going to have him speak to me. But how many times do we find ourselves in that situation? And then we try to do more or be more or accomplish right. more to to fight the lie that's chasing us down that we're not good enough.
1: Well, that or we end up, I feel like, then trying to become somebody else. Yeah. Like, oh, well, they're doing this, so I'm going to jump in and do that. Well, you might not even be wired in that way to, you know, create a bunch of Facebook or Instagram videos and you're out there on this big extrovert. That might not be you. And God's not saying to do that. He's saying, okay, well, what ways do you serve in? You know, if you're more of the quiet type, maybe you're to be an encourager through writing um, handwritten cards and mailing them out. You know, Mm. it's, it's not necessarily that you have to have this big public platform. Like we see a number, you know, a lot of people doing, um, because he has, he's gifted us in so many different ways. And when we allow him to work through those giftings and when we take the time to spend with him so that we're not running and chasing other things, um, I think, I mean, that's where we find our, our joy. And that's yeah. where we find honestly who we really are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is hard. I mean, I'm, I'm looking down at my Bible in front of me and I'm thinking there's a lot of God's word to take in that is necessary to change mm-hmm. our thinking. And we probably spend more time reading the world and reading mm. other people and reading our lives rather than reading what God has to say to us, and then therefore our thinking is out of whack. Um, So I would love for us to kind of circle into into these scriptures with your story and perfect example for today as the backdrop of how do we feel versus what does God say about Mm -hmm. himself and his character and how we should function in light of who he says he is and what his character says about him. So our first passage, I actually have the Chronicles passage open, but I'm going to flip over. If you guys are uh, in a position that you can open your Bibles, do that if you're on the go, which is what I do when I listen to podcasts, then just listen to us, which is why we read the scriptures out loud and not just reference them because we want you to hear God's word before you hear our word. Uh, And so uh, we are looking at Isaiah chapter 40, which is so long. (laughs) so so long and we're going to read out loud verses uh 28 to 31 but Kaylee you were going to kind of set it up for us before we got into those
1: verses sure well reading this whole chapter um man it just blows you away of God's character you know he talks about how uh, verse 12, who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Um, I love verse 26. Uh, yeah, 26. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by name. Um, mm-hmm. Which just, you know, I, I love stargazing, I love looking out at the night sky. And I do think about the majesty of God, and yet when you put it into the context that He is called each one by name, then reading now verse 28 through 31, it kind of puts it all into context about how He strengthens us.
0: Yeah. I'm going to back up even there a second, because I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's not only that He calls each by name, which to me stood out with, if He's calling the stars by name, I, one, I didn't even know they had names. I know. But but two, then of course he's got to know our names because we are made in his image. Exactly. Uh, but then it says at the latter part of verse 26 because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Yeah. Like that just, I mean, that makes me think of Jesus t- in talking about the sheep and the father yeah. goes after. The one lost sheep, if he does that for the stars and does that for his sheep, sheep, he's going to do that for us.
1: Well, and he talks about the sparrow too, that one being lost, you know. So here are a bunch of images from nature, animals, and then an inanimate object, you know, the stars. And if he knows and pays attention to each one and nothing is missing from his sight, yeah. Again, mm-hmm. how much more than is he paying attention to us and our needs and who we are, his creation, mm-hmm. his human creation, who he's made for relationship?
0: Yeah, yeah. And you could see even if you go back, he talks about the grass withers and the flowers mm-hmm. fade, but the word of our God stands mm-hmm. forever. I mean, he he's. It's almost like Isaiah is saying, "Look, look, look at the land. Look at the heavens. Look at the earth. Look at God's." creation in the animals. Okay, and now look at you. And that's at, you know, verse 28. Do you want to pick up reading yeah. there?
1: Have you never heard, have you never understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint.
0: Mm, thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I always have two stories that come to mind. Uh-huh. Uh, the one is, and I can never remember the movie. Uh, do you know, even though youths, he calls it Utes, even though Utes would grow weary, right. he's, what, what is the name of that movie? Do you remember? I don't remember. Ah, I never could remember movie names, but uh, he's this Italian lawyer yeah. and he's quoting the Bible and it's hysterical. But what was hysterical was it was well before I, I even knew that that was in the Bible, mm. that he was, he was paraphrasing. I think it was Danny DeVito okay. was the actor. If I remember. But uh, around that time, I was early in my faith. Um, I remember somebody very casually saying like, Well, you know, God says we'll soar as high as on wings like eagles, but it doesn't say, you know, how far off the ground we'll soar. Mm, And and just kind of mocking the verse. And I, I, I believed it. I thought, okay, so this is how little I'll expect of God. Like I might get a skinned, you know, chin Mm -hmm. if God has me soaring with him. And it wasn't until years later that I was studying this passage and it doesn't say low. It says they will soar high, like literally high. And I was just, I was out in the pool the other day floating around, which doesn't happen very often, Mm. uh, looking up and it wasn't an eagle. It was um, uh, a hawk. That bird soaring high was effortless, beautiful, graceful, like, Uh, such a picture of God's creation at work, the way it was designed to work. God made that bird, made that bird with wings, made that bird with the ability to take flight, made that bird, not only with the ability to take flight, but also in my opinion, looked like joy in Mm. flight, like total joy. And I'm looking at that bird and I'm thinking, God, you promise that I will soar high on wings, like eagles, eagles, that I will run and not grow weary, that I will walk and not faint and that you will do this because verse 29, he gives power to the weak and strength to the
1: perilous. You know, we can trust in his power because he has done all these things and because he is over creation. You know, we can
0: mm-hmm.
1: we can put our faith in the fact that he is going to help us accomplish this. Um, this was actually my mm. mom's favorite text uh, when I was growing up. I think probably about fifth or sixth grade, uh, she developed chronic fatigue syndrome. Uh. And I just like crippling pain and just couldn't get out of bed honestly for like six months she would just she would take us to school and go back to bed um, because she would have such bad pain and just was so exhausted too And she finally came to a point in time, she was laying in bed and talking to God about it. And it's like, am I going to live the rest of my life just like tired all the time and laying in bed and not being able to raise my kids or, you know, or Mm -hmm. run around with them and stuff like that. And uh, she came across this text and, man, she just held on to it. And she finally, she was like, what's not going to kill me is going to make me stronger. And even if I have to crawl my way around, like, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm not going to give up, you know. I'm just going to keep pushing Mm -hmm. through um, the tiredness or the pain. And she started just a long process. But um, she did within probably a year. She ended up walking a 5K. And, wow. you know, and, and it was, it was like this, you will run and not grow weary. And I can't say that she wasn't tired still and that it wasn't a struggle, but it was just a part mm-hmm. of that process that she kept saying, God is with me. And like, as long as I have breath, I'm just going to keep going, you know, and she, she took on this oh, positive yeah. attitude with it and just kept fighting through and claiming the promise that he was going to see her through and bring something beautiful out of it.
0: That is a great testimony, Kaylee. I cannot believe the example that that sets in, in that your mom faced a physical struggle and she took it to the Lord and, and trusted as it says in his promises. I mean, that's, that's what really stands out to me in reading this. But those who trust in the Lord will find their new strength. It's, it's not that those who work harder will find their strength, um, but that this matter of trusting God makes such a difference. Uh, and I, I was talking with a gal that was uh, spent the night with us last night, somebody I've mentored a long time. She's now married, and she has two little children. The boys are precious, and they're under 18 months of age. Like They're 18 okay. months apart. And so, you know, it's yeah. a handful uh, to have little ones, and her husband works in intense hours, and so she's alone. And we're both kind of sharing honestly that there are days where it feels like we cannot yeah. do it anymore. Like, cannot, I'm not going to make it to the finish line. And it could be a health concern, like your mom. It could be early stages of motherhood, and it could be later on when you're walking through tough stuff with teenagers, and it's like. They're going to turn 18 and leave Mm -hmm. at some point, but I'm not going to make it because your heart is all twisted up in worry and care for them. And I I said to her that the Lord showed me, revealed to me a good six months ago that I had to stop saying, I can't do this anymore. I'm so Mm -hmm. done. And I had to start saying, God, I can't, but you
1: can. That's beautiful.
0: I'm so done, but you're yeah. not, you know? and, and we can take that further. Like I am not enough, but he yes. is. And, and that, that what, for what really stood out to me in the Lord, impressing that upon my heart was that I was living in my feelings and not living in mm-hmm. the truth. And it, it was a subtle, I think it was cultural. I think it has been an example that's been set to me, for me in various ways, kind of like the whole, uh, how fly, how high off the ground will you fly as an Eagle? And no, we need to look at what God promises and live that out in our right. daily doubts.
1: Oh, it's easy to live into our feelings. Like, I mean, that's obviously like we just operate in that because as you go through the day, um, whether it's worry or doubt or frustration, um, or joy and happiness. Like, it's easy to get caught up in that. And yet, in each of those, yeah. it, it is. Do we go back to the Word to help set us, like, and focus us on the right path? Like, you are were talking about that, um, yeah, I feel like I can't. I'm I'm frustrated or I'm overwhelmed or I'm feeling down. But He is faithful. And we go back to that truth of what the Word says. And that's what then puts us okay back on that path and I'm focused a little bit again and then you know when you get Mm -hmm. back off you come back to it and even in the joy and the happiness which you think oh well that's that's a no-brainer the fact is though do we um, then go back to relying on ourselves? like oh I have joy because I worked really hard and I got the promotion and I'm self-sufficient Or is it joy in the Lord and the fact that he's given me gifts and he's the one who has blessed the process? So once again, I think like it goes all of our emotions. We have to keep centered um, in what he says so that we don't get sidetracked.
0: And and as you were saying that, and I'm looking at the verses in front of me, I had this very kind of practical thought. Uh, I was on the highway yesterday uh, after dropping Uh the kiddos off at a camp. And it's not a highway I'm on very often, so I was very aware of my surroundings and trying to get my bearings. And you know, new to the area, three years new, uh, and so I was really aware of the mile markers. And I, and they just stuck out in my brain almost to the point that I felt like I needed to pull over and take a photo. Like I had a sense that there was something I was supposed to be noticing, and now I just realized it. Um, so in verse twenty, I think I think God's giving us okay. mile markers. In the sense of, in verse 29, he says he gives power to the weak and strength mm. to the powerless. Then even verse 30, even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. And so weak, powerless, tired, mm. and exhausted. That those are our mile markers. When we are feeling weak, powerless, mm. tired, and exhausted, it is time for us to say, right. what is going on? Where am I? on this journey, what's happening that's causing me to feel that way. And what do I need to do to lean into God's strength and, and make some pivots if need be of do, do I need to sleep? Do I need to eat? Do I need to take something off the plate? Do I need to talk with somebody right. about how I'm feeling um, to kind of be very cognizant and aware of our own humanity? And then Make that decision of I'm journeying forward like your mom did, trusting in the Lord to find my strength.
1: Oh, that's that's perfect.
0: Yeah, right.
1: That right? Makes so these,
0: much sense. These mile markers, mm-hmm. red flags, whatever it is, um, those are not. We like to define. I think we we by default feel like our weakness and our perilousness, our tiredness and our exhaustion is. Is either a badge of honor or a badge yeah. of shame, depending upon the culture that you're in. Like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed out, and so is everybody else, yep. and so you fit in. Uh, but it could also be a, you know, a shroud yeah. of sh- of shame because you're not good enough, and you're you're not able to keep up, and you're not able to get get it all done. And yet, what if those things were just evidence right. of our humanity, and, and us turning to God and saying, "Yep, you're up." I, right. I I can't, <laughs> but you can. So
1: true, and that it, it does can. go both ways. I mean, like working with teenagers, I feel like most of them, it's the badge of honor. Well, I'm in I'm in soccer and yes. volleyball, and then I'm a part of the student association, and I'm in bands, and like it amazes us um, as staff, like how much some of these kids like pile on their plate, and then you're like, well, no wonder when you say you're exhausted and you have no time. And, and then, you know, it's like, well, I just don't have time to spend with God and in his words, you know, I'm so tired or I, I've got to, have got to study because I was out at a game until 10 o'clock at night, you know, and so yeah. other stuff gets pushed around. And instead of evaluating and looking at their schedule Um, you know, they just keep like running forward. Um, and I, I don't think it changes. We don't, as moms, as women, like we don't do it any better. Um, I remember like Mm -hmm. being in college and feeling like it's just going to slow down. Like after I get out, I'm going to (laughs) have my degree. I don't have to study and work at the same time. Like I can just have a job. It hasn't ever slowed down, even before I had, like, (laughs) I was living in this perfect uh, world of utopia that it was like it was all going to come together. Um, But, you know, when I got out, okay, so it was my job, and then I started getting involved at church, and then I had kids, and then it was kids and juggling work and ministry, and there's always something to take our time. And like you said, it goes back to then paying attention to that and saying, okay, Lord, I am weak and I'm powerless to maintain my schedule so like I need you to help me to align things and to give me Mm -hmm. strength Um, because he will give us strength but he doesn't tell us to just keep putting a hundred things on our plates or to you know if it's physical strength well keep running your body into the grounds and don't make any changes. You know, oftentimes, I mean, you see when Jesus entered into situations um, and he healed people, like he always called them out of wherever they were in life into a better life. And oftentimes that better life is evaluating things um, and figuring out where Mm -hmm. he really wants us to spend our time.
0: I call call it stewardship of our time and our resources. Like, and that's those mile markers it if our always is always weak, always powerless, always tired and always exhausted, we need to say, well that's that's not what the that's not what God right. designed for us. That that to me does not describe yeah. the abundantly full life in John 10, ten. It it to me looks more like the first part of that John 10.10 10 yeah. verse, which is the enemy has come to right. steal, kill and destroy, right? Then and, and he's on a mission. And so what what tweaks do we need to make well uh speaking of tweaks let's let's pivot here and move over to first chronicles uh chapter 16 and our key verse uh is verse 11 search for the lord and for his strength continually seek him Mm -hmm. which is perfect perfect transition so uh do you want to kind of set up this passage again for us and and tell us how did we get into Chronicles? What's happening in Chronicles right now that you are aware of? Well,
1: the Ark of the Covenant had uh, was not in Jerusalem at the time. And so David really, I mean, that was just one of the things that he really wanted to bring back the Ark. Um, and it had such significance for the children of Israel. Um, yeah. So here he's finally been able to bring it back and he has set up a special tent for it. Uh, because there wasn't the, the temple hadn't been built. And um, So, you know, David's mm-hmm. wanting to take care and make sure there is a place for God um, since his presence was residing with the ark. Mm-hmm. So what we find though, in verse eight and on um, through most of the rest of the chapter is David's song of praise, you know, his gratitude yeah. and his thankfulness that, um, that God has allowed him to, to accomplish this mission.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it that, uh, David Mm -hmm. saw a task and, and was in process working out that task. And we know didn't get to fulfill it quite the way he imagined either. Right. Because the, the tent was a temporary place and he thought he was going to be able to build the temple and it wasn't, it was for his son's doing and so yet in this journey, he, he takes time to praise God. And so I think that um, we, can, we can take application to that. Like in the journey, how are we taking time to praise God? So I'll go ahead and read starting with verse uh, seven. On that day, David gave to Asaph and his fellow Levites the song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to Him, yes, sing His praises. Tell everyone about His wonderful deeds. Exult in His holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for His strength. Continually seek Him. Remember the wonders He has performed, His miracles, and the rulings He has given. You children of His servant Israel, you descendants of Jacob, His chosen ones." He is the Lord, our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. Remember his covenant forever. The commitment he made to a thousand generations. This is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore to to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree and to the people of Israel as a never ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. And we can go on and on here. And there is a part that I want to jump to in a little bit, but... Uh, What I find so interesting is that, you know, here are these two random verses uh, in these two random passages that that we've put together. Uh, I I don't know why the Lord gave me this timing. You know, I just asked for verses and these were the ones that landed on on the calendar. And yet it is the reading of the Isaiah passage. If you read the whole chapter about his creation and the miracles and what he has done, that gives thought to what can become praise for the wonders he has performed, his miracles, the ruling he has given for his creation. Uh, And it it just stands out to me. What are your thoughts? I
1: agree with you. And I think another thing that I was thinking about is that uh, you were kind of talking about it before that David didn't build the temple. Like he had an idea and a plan and he wanted to fulfill it. And yet God said, that's not for you to do. And yet you don't see David dwelling on that. Like he's still praising God for Mm -hmm. his blessings and for what he has been able to do. Um, And I think that goes back to like just the seasons of life that we find ourselves in at times. And remembering to praise God and and give him glory for the strength he has given us, even if it doesn't look exactly like what we had planned.
0: Which? Completely takes us back to the beginning, and and you mentioned, you know, about that where they are in the journey isn't where somebody is in front of them or next to them or even behind them, and maybe they feel like they've been leapfrogged. And, And yet, when you look down to verse 23, it says, Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Each day, proclaim the good news that He saves. Publish His glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things He does. Publish, when Chronicles was written, does not look at all like what it looks like today. And the publishing industry doesn't at all look like today what it looked like a decade ago. So it's not saying self-publish or traditionally publish a book, write a blog, create an Instagram story. It published that word. I didn't look it up to see what it means. But in the context, it's tell people about what God has done. Tell everybody about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord, he is most, most worthy of praise. He is to be fear, feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him, strength and joy fill his dwelling.
1: Well, and it is. It goes back to that word tell. You know, if you jump down to verse 31. Continues, let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Tell all the nations the Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. All of those things, again, we go back to that it's creation and nature um, is displaying Mm -hmm. his majesty and his glory. And yet, yeah. How much more yeah. does he want us to be a part of that process? And, and do we look at the ocean or as this, you know, the fields and the forest and say, oh, well, they're doing it wrong. The ocean is so much better than that field of sunflowers. They're both in their own right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And they both give us joy and they both serve a purpose. Um, so yeah, how much more when we look at us as his children?
0: Yeah. And if we could be as comfortable mm. as the ocean and the trees and the stars and, and the birds and the flowers and just simply exist right. to proclaim his glory and to tell, to tell the story, the, te- the trees mm-hmm. tell the story of seasons of life change, the rings on a tree Tell yeah. a story of years. Uh, so, so I just, it's just very freeing to me that we can take up our part in creation without fear of doing the it wrong. Thing. If we, yeah. right. Right. It's like, oh my word, how freeing would that be to just say, who can I tell about Jesus today? Who can I tell my pastor at church has been really pushing the idea that I don't mean pushing in a negative, Mm -hmm. i mean positive. The idea that there's an empty chair Mm -hmm. and we need to invite those. We come into contact to sit with us. And what I love about the experience of going to church every Sunday and hearing him preach a different message every Sunday, but that theme kind of being laced throughout is that it is, it is making me way more aware of right. the people around me, And I found myself in um, a department store at a checkout. It was like a discount department store a couple of weeks ago, and I, the gal said to me, "You look so familiar." And I said, "Oh, maybe it's because I shop here too much." <laughs> and and she said, "No, I don't think that's it." I'm like, "Okay, well, do you go to a local church?" Because I, since we've moved here, I've spoke at a couple of the different churches. I thought maybe. My face is familiar to her that way. And she said, no, I, I don't actually. And she started to tell me her story. I mean, the store wasn't very crowded. So it was a really perfect appointment from God. She told me her story. I learned I learned about her family. I learned that she was adopted. I learned that her parents were deceased. I learned what kind of church she grew up in. I learned that her brother went to a different kind of church and she went with him at one wow. point and on and on and on. and Part of me was in coach mode. I just started asking questions. (laughs) So I I was like, oh, you know, and it kept going, and nobody was behind me online. But the reason I kept going was I was hearing my pastor in the back of my head with that invite to church, invite her to sit in the empty chair. She is the empty chair. And I thought, okay, Lord, how am I going to do this? And I just said to her, well, I would love for you to come to our church. Mm -hmm. And I gave her my phone number and my name. And I said, just come join me at church. I'll be there. Uh, And I haven't heard from her. Uh, I don't know if I ever will. I've certainly prayed for her because I am now aware of this other person that happens to work at this department store, who isn't just a clerk, but is a woman in search of of her Lord and Savior. That what God wants us to do with our relationship with Him and the Word is to look for those opportunities to tell and share and invite people to participate in yeah. the kingdom of God.
1: Because well, otherwise... I- I think a lot of times, um, I think it's just human nature, but, you know, we categorize the importance of things and we diminish the fact that maybe, well, you planted a seed, but you didn't baptize her. You know what I'm saying? And so that's where I think we fall into this struggle and it's like, oh, well, I'm not that important or I'm not doing this or that. Um, And yet if we take a note from David, like, did he feel diminished because he didn't get to build the temple or did he Mm -hmm. live into the season that God was placing him and celebrate what God was doing in and through him and the victories that he saw Mm -hmm. and not, um, not get down on the other things, not thinking of the right word. But I mean, you know, that's, I think that's just the, the challenge that we live into. And maybe it's more like some of us was just, different personalities, but you were doing an amazing thing because honestly, what does God ask us to do? He asks us to love him and to love other people. And you were showing love to this woman by listening to her story and, and by taking the time to show her that she was important. And then, yeah, inviting her to church, you know, who knows what that's going to do down the road.
0: But yet it is as significant as that evergreen tree mm-hmm. outside of my window doing what God called that tree to do, which is to grow. Uh, and so for us as humans, I think that growth comes in a way that we we have to look at what is the work that God is calling us to? How do we join him in his work? And like you were saying, how do we love God and love others in a very practical way? And sometimes it is fun and feels good when you invite somebody to church. And sometimes I have to go in the house and yeah. take care of the dishes and take care of the laundry yeah. and deal with the leaky shower and figure out, <laughs> figure out why the fridge broke. And and all the, all the other things that happen are part of my job on this earth, whether or not it's a fun moment. I mean, those trees withstand storms, and oh, that's a so perfect do we.
1: Example, well, and it's how yeah. how do we withstand the storm? Then, you know, the trees that are—I mean, there's a text. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which book it is in right now. That, that the roots that are deeply planted will withstand the storm, yes. and and we display that. Yeah. Um, I was on a mission trip to Florida after the hurricane and had a. Small bus, a mini bus as we call it, full of students. So there was fourteen of them, and I was driving. And uh, it's a oversized minivan, at least I like to think so in my head. But I totally <laughs> took off somebody's bumper in the parking lot with all the kids going oh my word, and then trying to take pictures and put it on Snapchat and everything, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, like, I'm just distraught, and yet, I knew, they were watching me, they were watching how I was going to handle this situation, and whether I was going to get angry, or, or, um, know, how I was going to cope with it, and, um, I mean, I shed a few tears, yeah. but I tried to cope as like and stay as calm as possible. And I was just like, Lord, you've got to fix this because I just got in an accident. Um, but it is, it's, it's those storms yeah. and the good times, you know, are we keeping um, focused on him and being able to then, I love how this chapter ends, which is, there's a song, but um, give mm-hmm. thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And yeah. that, that verse is actually reiterated in one a, a psalm, like over and over. It's just proclaimed, give thanks to the Lord for He is good.
0: Yeah. Amen. So I think with that, it's a wrap. Uh, do you have a challenge question or a challenge application point that you want to pitch out there for our uh, sisters to put this into action kind um, of summary? I think I going to think back to what here.
1: we kind of started the podcast and talking about is that, When you do come across inaccurate thinking or like you were talking about kind of those road markers, the mile markers of uh, just tired and exhausted, that we would take that as the cue. And whether it's talking to a godly friend or writing in our journal, um, just finding some way that we would document our feelings and then document who God is and what he says over us and how he is working. And, I mean, we we need to pray for strength in whatever we're dealing with. But if there's stuff that we need to change, you know, that he would make that clear to us uh, so that we would be able to – and I think the bigger thing is is that – um, so, yes, document kind of the struggles and then document his goodness and his blessings. Mm-hmm. Focus on that because the – the king who holds the universe in his hands holds us. And so when we focus on that and maybe writing down Mm -hmm. then the attributes of God or, um, the things, the ways we see him in nature will give us strength to be able to deal with whatever we're, we're at.
0: Um, throughout our discussion, I kept thinking bloom where you're planted. I had a friend say that to me years and years ago, and I know it's a pretty common expression, but what does it look like, um, to, to look at creation and then say, okay, God, what is it that yeah. you want to do with me right where you've placed me right now in my ordinary everyday life? And how does that happen? Maybe by just the simple thought process or expression change from, I can't to, I can, right. by by the power of God at work in me, can will you go ahead and pray for us? And then I'll close us up.
1: be happy to. Dear Heavenly Father, we just praise you and we thank you for who you are. Uh, We just marvel at the fact that you do call each of the stars out by name every single night and that we have that reminder that you are sovereign and that you have all authority uh, under heaven and earth to accomplish your purposes. So we thank you for all of that, and we just ask that you would help us to live into the women that you've made each one of us to be, because you've created us individually and uniquely, and Lord, just help us to remember to bloom where you have planted us, that we would see you at work, and that we would join you in that work, and that whatever season we may find ourselves in, that we would be faithful to you, and that we would be able to say... Um, Lord, you are good and your faithful love endures forever and we're so grateful for that and we just simply want to tell others and to let your light shine through us. So we thank you for all of that and so much more in your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. We are so glad that you took the time to listen to the More to Be podcast. We are praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during time with us today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for notes and resources mentioned in in today's episode may you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like jesus as you seek to join god in his work every day